podcast you probably know I'm Pig, Coach Pig, this is Mark, the guy who didn't settle and if you heard the first podcast you know why he's the guy who didn't settle, don't know why I'm looking into the camera. Yeah I was thinking that as well, I was like should I look at her or just look at you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to look into the camera, um, but we, um, well I might look towards the camera at the other time because yeah, there's, a whiteboard, <laughs> there's a whiteboard behind just the like stuff that I wanted to drop in earlier before. The two days of training, or the two days, the two sessions of training kicked in hard. Um, but we did, we did some cleans earlier, mm. doing some clean deadlifts. Um, we oh me, hum. <laughs> I keep playing it's around. Okay, we were talking about the hook grip earlier with mm. the in Olympic lifts and how it's like, you know, it's just essential for getting up to those heavier weights. And we tried it a couple of times, didn't I it? Did, I didn't, yeah. It, well, also weird in general. I've never done it before. But yeah, hook grip. I think I did it for two or three times, and I just subconsciously stopped doing it. And <laughs> you were on about later on. I was like, actually, I haven't, <laughs> haven't done it since. It's grand. Like the second time. But. Plenty of time to build up to that. Uh, but yeah, with that, and then jolted it early on jiu-jitsu. But um, with the Olympic lift, I found it's probably the most humbling thing I've tried to do, like exercise wise, mm. um, that I kind of stuck with, like other stuff maybe I've left by the wayside, but that one in particular, um, and you are currently on your one arm chin up, mm. uh, which is an equally humbling, humbling attempt. What made you want to go for it in the first place? That, yeah, like, if people follow me, they probably think I'm mad into gold, but it's not really about the gold, which I know sounds weird, so it was literally a case of like, Done the year of mobility, I got out of chronic pain and all that, and then I was like, now I want to get strong. But the point was to get back to jiu-jitsu and all that other stuff, so I was like, I'll just pick a couple of the toughest strength goals I can think of, so get me moving in the right direction, and I'll kind of, I'll have milestones then to know I'm getting stronger, like, your way to chin up going up or getting close to one arm chin, so I basically picked kind of four main, like gymnastics, one, like one arm chin up, handstand push up, front fever, Oh, I'm missing that planche. Well, I don't know if I'm committed to getting that one more. <laughs> but we've got hands and push, yes. The one I'm up. So that was the reason I picked them. Yeah, like, it's not like. Sure, once I get them, I've already got a hands and push. And then I was like, ah. And for five of them now, I just keep going that way. So I just. I, I kind of like setting things way far in the distance because going back to stuff David Goggins says, he's like, that's how, you, how I get confidence and know I can keep achieving things because he's like, throw cookie in the cookie jar. So. So I say like play the long game I know like I'm 5 kg away from now and I said it was inevitable in time like 3 years ago mm. people are like why are you so confident and it's like I know the body can adapt I know power small gains so it's literally inevitable time as well as long as I don't get a serious injury or something like that but then mm. the checking ego and all that kind of stuff comes in so yeah I just pick goals that are going to bring me in the direction I want and I just pick really tough ones because I'm going to be training for life so I mean, do, you find, do you find that maybe it's different with different people depending on the mm. person you coach like some yeah. people prefer the bigger picture yeah. like, and some people prefer the short term ones yeah definitely it's not yeah it's not a blanket statement to say that's the way that you should do it mm. that's the way that works for me because yeah one of us are perfect as coaches so it's been times where yeah, I'll, I maybe would have went too far pushing on the goals um, and then because you don't want to get wrapped up in the goal, then what if all you're not hitting the numbers, you haven't got much progress over every month and you're just focusing on that and that can lead to it's not good things, you know, it should be more on the craft and improvement and all that kind of stuff. So um it depends on and then yeah, because other clients where I could have been on the other side, not pushing goals enough and that kind of thing. So I think it really depends on the person. 
playing the minds of the actual other person. And, yeah, like, because some people love the big child. I know there's some clients who love that. Like, some clients are as close to one arm chin up as I am, so I'm training from the very start, so we're all kind of pushing towards a bit of, bit of healthy competition band or whatever. Like, Absolutely. We're all going to get a hoof and cares who gets the first, like, but, um, but yeah, so no, it depends on, depends on the person. Really. That's a big thing, I think, with having somebody to not compete against, kind of mm-hmm. compete, but even, not even to base yourself off, but to kind of spur yourself on, like, yeah. a healthy bit of banter, if you want that message, you know, sending videos back and back and forth, like, it, it, it makes you want to keep doing it more. Mm-hmm. You try and incorporate with, uh, that with some of the... Yeah, well, there's two of them, uh, Mark and Aaron, they're, they're friends as well, but sort of trained towards, like, two and a half years ago, so we're all five years away, six months away, whatever it is, we're all, we're all in and around there. So, no, it's just, like, in the check-ins, we're both pushing towards and saying how close we're getting that kind of stuff. But, uh, but even for them as well, like, the other one I'm thinking is, who, who I don't know, like, I don't know what percent it is, but I, I've, remember I was saying this before, now, this is when I was way further away from it, like, you know, obviously I have those times, like, jeez, like, so far away, and then I'm like, I've never actually seen anyone do it in person. <laughs> so I'm not sure if it's actually real, because I've only seen videos online doing it, and maybe they're edited now, so that would be pretty cool, like, just to have that as well, and again, another little cookie in the cookie jar of adaptability and stuff that I've known, so... How many movement challenges do you have in your belt collection? Oh, Jesus. How many of you attempted, like, off the top of your head, do you think? Oh, like, are you, you single, mm. like, you single out these things, like, it's not like you do these things, mm. like, somebody programmed them for you, like, yeah. sometimes it is, but you yeah. often pick ones out mm. and you're like, I'm going to attack this one. Yeah. Oh, God. Is it probably 30 or more? I would feel safe in my drive now, but I honestly don't know. Some, maybe, yeah, I would say 30. I'd say 30 but that's another thing as well it's, uh, I can't really ditch that one city because again go back to my story about the chronic pain I was the tin man the lad who wasn't mobile so every time I do them that just shows me how, how far I've come mm. basically because, you know what I mean to be able to do let's say a dragon's cross the floor or whatever it is so, so that's why I did it and then kind of for the reason of the gold if there's one that I can't do it's never in time and it will, will happen in time but although King's watching this now he's like oh, I sent you to the fucking <laughs> but then see uh, that one is actually at Keen O'Brien so, so if you don't know what is it now it's push up to an L-sit ah without does that make sense so push yeah. up going through to an L-sit without the feet touching the floor so actually I actually got so close to it but I was only committing so I only do the movement challenges like five attempts once a week or something. Like if it was a lower body movement challenge, I just do it at the end of leg day. Yeah. Just before I finish whatever. Same with the upper body ones. So I don't commit a lot of time to them. Which do you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, because I, I, I wouldn't want to get yeah, I wouldn't want to get wrapped up in like going mad at that and then elbows are getting sore. And I can't do the other you know work towards when I'm chilling and stuff. But yeah, that's that's one I haven't got yet. But the hardest one I've actually got like and I still. The time I got it actually was so shocked because you know sissy squat? Yeah. Sissy squat, but lean your head back the whole way and touch your head off the floor <laughs> and come back up. But like without the knees touching the floor or anything. Yeah. I saw someone do it online and I was trying it. took maybe three months of those attempts. And God, again, just like, geez, the body is insanely adaptable. Like, but, yeah. I love that shit, man. Mm. Love that shit. Like, that. That's powerful. It's like you look at that as every time you do it, you're proving it to yourself mm. that you fucking mm. your body is fucking adapted and it can do all that shit that you thought it couldn't. Mm. Um, does it spur you on a little bit, like knowing that like, your clients be watching that? And... Yeah, it's 
that's the main goal of my content and you know what I'm trying to do is inspiration and education. That's that's what I think of for that's that's gonna say when I was growing up. Or like when I was watching Instagram and I didn't have my own page, that's what I'd follow. So I'd follow people who inspired me or educated me. Hopefully I'm trying to do both. But funny, yeah, even some clients like when I got them to reviews or I've asked for feedback that actually said the Instagram stories really help motivate me as well or, or mm. inspire me as well. Even though they're already signed up and, and training and stuff. So then I was kinda like, geez, yeah, I suppose because obviously I would think it's more for people that don't know me or mm-hmm. are just watching my stories and haven't signed up but even some clients would say that as well so it's, but I think yeah you have to be a product of your own product and practice what you're preaching all that stuff it's on about discipline and consistency and all this and all that training or doing that myself it's a bit why would you probably just sign up why would you follow them then? exactly exactly yeah. uh, you, back, you have to back it up but that's interesting I've had a few clients lately Mentioned that they watched something on my story or heard me say something on the story and then it sparked the conversation the next call. Mm. And I that was something I didn't think about either. Mm. You know, like when I'm putting stuff up, it's usually like, oh, they're doing it to try and educate other people, like maybe yeah. their own clients. Um, you either forget they're watching as well sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Uh, like, I think when, in terms of like, uh, you know, trying those challenges and like kind of humbling yourself. Uh, Doing jujitsu earlier, mm. that's definitely a humbling, yeah, yeah. a humbling one. Yeah, yeah. We, we were talking about this earlier on. Remember the? No, if you've had your moment yet, actually, asking that, but like the, the big moment, like Jesus, I might quit this now, or like, the big embarrassing moment, or the humiliating moment. Right? No, I haven't. Oh. Not yet. It must be coming soon. Well, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it's going to soon, but um, it kind of was a wee bit not humiliated, kind of humiliated at the end. Yeah. At the end of fucking the. The competition I did, the last ten seconds of the fight or the match, I had none left. He'd been we'd been side control for about two two minutes. Mm. I just couldn't get out. I tried everything, yeah, trusted yeah. everything, and the last few attempts were barely moving. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, floppy. I felt floppy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's watching. But look, first one, I enjoyed that was good crack. Mm. But uh, sure that there might be another. Not, not a moment like that. It's probably destined to happen at least one more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even saying the competition's come up. Where it's come up here soon. One in um, Yari, October. Yeah, that, I think. Yeah, like I told you, my moment was the. I got the blue belt, then a white belt like dominated me, tapped me out like two times. Yeah. I was knackered as well. I was just mm. like, Jesus. In front of everyone, in front of the coach, and all, I was like, I don't want to get the blue belt now, like, you'll be beating all the white belts, but as we're saying, it's the, it's the wrong way to look at it, like, it's more about trying to learn something each time rather than winning or losing if you're focused on that. Cause, as we're going Daisy Gwynn, you could tap everyone there, and I am, you know, mo- most of the people your own belt, and the other days, like, people are tapping you, so it's. Maybe against a load of purple belts or something yeah. like that, and you're just like constantly ta- getting tapped. As we said, tap a purple belt, I think your class was like, no, they actually, they gave you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they let you do it, so. Yeah, that's, mm. that's no fun. Don't be letting us do it. <laughs> Beat the fuck out of us. We asked for it, man. We asked for it. Uh, one thing you do that humbles, yeah, that I don't know if I've seen you do in your story. Maybe you have been doing it in your story lately. Yeah, juggling. Mm. Juggling, yeah. So that's. What was that like at the start? Were you. Did you feel like. Did you take it straight away or did you kind of. You know what? Oh, this feels like so unnatural. Like, you know, the usual thing you get with it, with a skill. Yeah. It just felt very unnatural. Like I always put the, f- the first one here. So yeah, it's just me and Magritte on like three balls. Man. And they go each side and then I'm picking up and like, this is fucking hard. And the man was there saying, I think it was throwing oranges actually, but, oh, but it's, 
It's gonna go back to the same thing again where I'm like, it's inevitable time. I said I get six balls over now, I'm on five balls just in five or ten minutes a day. Mm. You know, like the power time games, it's 30 or 60 hours over a year when people think it's nothing. So I know it's inevitable time because how we learn skills and that consistency and intent is the main thing. I always talk about when I put that up that <laughs> like if I said something like, oh, like everyone knows they can learn how to drive. Mm. You can learn how to cycle the bike, you can learn how to read, you can learn how to, to walk, to write, all that type of stuff. And everyone's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But then, for some reason, if we talk about juggling, breakdancing, maybe kickboxing, it's, oh, I could never do that, it's impossible. But yeah. to the brain, it's all the fucking same thing. Like, your brain doesn't know what you're doing. It doesn't know this is kickboxing, or this is juggling, or this is walking. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, then yeah. you don't even attempt it. Exactly. So, like, why kids improve with everything? Because they don't know any of this. They just, obviously, you need to walk, you need to... You know, learn to write in these different things, but the brain is so adaptable. Neurons are wired together, wired together is the kind of easy way to describe it. But what you consistently do mm. is what you learn and get better at. We know that, and that's the same with children and everything else. We just keep putting in the tolerances. <laughs> Goes back to mobility too. People didn't make much progress in two months. It's like, how, how fucking long did it take you to learn to walk? Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, you. I know we don't remember it, but a year is it? I don't know. We can Google how long it takes an hour to walk, but like it doesn't happen overnight. So. Jamie, check <laughs> <laughs> Pull up there, Dana. Yeah. Oh, he's like a sap now. <laughs> actually, I actually, I think I did say it to her. Oh, no, uh, no, it was Lally said he'd be my Jamie. Oh, Lally does the video, he said, Pull up there. Next time, he's gonna, I'm gonna have to get him downstairs. We see. We call him Jamie as well, just for crack. Unless Rogan has that copyright. But um, break dancing. Mm. The real question I have for you is like, if I put on a tune, do you do you have the flow? Do you do you have the rhythm? Could you hop in and do? Ah, no, like, no. like <laughs> I was only I I can do this the six step. It's more, so the break dancing is not like dropped off that bit. I'm just consistent in this minute. Haven't done that in a while. Going ahead. <laughs> Nobody will slag you as well as you slag. I know, yeah, because people don't even have a clue. Like, it's, you know, anyway. If you, if you get to this point of the podcast and you're, you you haven't watched the first podcast, please go back and watch it because it will make this way funny. <laughs> but uh, I literally learned like two moves the, the six step and the three. So basically, you don't think 21st and going to do. You get down the ground on your hands and you kind of go around yeah. the circle, like, and that kind of thing. So that's what I could do. And I was trying to get the, the goal this year was the. Windmill. So I'd say I was maybe fifty percent on the way to the windmill, but yeah, I no, like I, I couldn't get up and say <laughs> no. I feel like so. So I think I need to learn some stands and up dance moves rather than. Uh, so what you're saying is that I don't practice dancing, but uh, you do, and I still beat you in the uh, dance off. Oh ah, yeah, we're not doing one. Hour. You, you definitely beat me in the dance off. I'd be the guy who just avoid the dance for you. Yeah. 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 So, nah, you, nah, you know, If I, if forever, anywhere. And there's a dance floor, and there's people dancing. Oh. You have to go up and do. That's ah, that okay. has do, to be. I do it for the crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to be done. <laughs> We're out together. It's just gonna have. It's just gonna have to be done. Um, but um, humbling. Did you feel humble earlier? And then uh, doing the Olympic. Olympic lift from yeah. It felt weird. Like it felt weird straight away. I didn't. Like the weights. Didn't feel like the weights were gonna. Hurt me, you know, anything like that. It was just, yeah, the technique, and it was, I knew it didn't feel right or didn't feel great, yeah. So it felt like a beginner, I am a beginner. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't, didn't just pick it up and 
launch weight. He still picked here, up like, and uh, did seventy kilos. Like, was it? I was sixty. This is we're going seventy. I'm pretty sure it was seventy, wasn't it? Oh. it was it was better, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. There was ten. There was ten and three fives. I think seventy. All right, we'll go with seventy. Cool. There you go. Not five. <laughs> I remember watching a video on YouTube. They were getting bodybuilder or crossfit or powerlifter and another athlete to do different events to kind of compare them yeah um there's few big enough athletes and i can't remember any off the top of my head um, and they're getting them all to do a clean mm. and bodybuilder and someone else did like a clean like kind of like the shelf it was like just use brute strength mm. to get it up it was nearly upper body but as you got better at it then mm. you started getting the yeah. connection it was funny watching the bodybuilder just like do like a hundred and 100 kilos or something like that just pure muscled up like mm. basically did like a reverse curl with it <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's, what was their max they got they got 100 and I don't, I or more can't remember yeah. exactly what the max was but i know the heavy weight lifter got like a good bit mm. can't remember what she got um but the power lifter manny fobo i think i think she was in power lifters now so she's doing them. um physique competitions now but mm. yeah that was really good i'll send you that um the link for that after this um you have the oh yeah the shins, yeah, shins, shins were burning on stage so, like, oh, yeah, just so i'm going to give the, the audio uh, rep, uh, the audio description to the people oh, yeah. the video. <laughs> just along this the shins are all yeah. red row from doing weightlifting the bar sliding down on the way down was it yeah. or was it the way up that you were going oh, i think i think it was on the way up to be honest yeah, yeah keeping our tight bite mm. fair play yeah, they have humbled me since the first day they started doing them because I wasn't flexible enough to do it yeah, yeah. initially, so I had to get more flexible. How long did you say you were doing them again? Was it a year? Four. Four years. So four years? Yeah, I did them for about... Oh, sorry, it was a year since we were 15 and did it right. Mm -hmm. Four years-ish. Uh, yeah. Three, four years anyway. Mm -hmm. First year and a half, two years, I was just learning them by myself and then uh, went to a class, got coached by... Uh, Andy Unton at Joe's Fest. Shut up. <laughs> um, and he definitely helped me with my Olympic lifts because before that, like, it's mm. it's such a fast movement that it's very hard to, you know, like, let's say about other things, like, you know, there's a slight bit of technique to being able to do a single arm pull up. You know, it's yeah. not just like you pull. Oh, you, have yeah, to, like, yeah. you have to get used to the movement. Whereas with Olympic lifting, it's quite rapid, it's quite fast moving. With that, you can kind of take your time to get mm -hmm. used to it. Um, like, you know, your first time using rings, it's a little bit different mm -hmm. than the bar. Um, I just found it so hard and it just looked a bit part. You know, it wasn't like mm -hmm. a smooth movement, but then doing loads of different drills, uh, working from different positions, because I was just literally going in and just like practicing cleans. You know, like, this yeah. is before, like, uh, well, I'd done sports science, but I hadn't really gotten into, you know, cleans that much. Like, mm -hmm. Uh, we did a little bit in, in, in uh, college, but not loads. Uh, more just like pulls, you know, like yeah. ones you were doing earlier, yeah. like you bring yeah. them up. Um, but yeah, game change in the space of about six months, like it actually looked like a clean, whereas before it was like an upright row into like your front squat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the difference just to coaching? The kind of coaching, yeah, a little bit of accountability. I didn't use any real heavy weights. Mm. And he was always using light bars because I was like, oh, I want to get the technique then before I start lifting the weights because, you know, it'd be cheating if it wasn't lifting. Yeah. I was like, oh, the yeah. technique has to be perfect before mm -hmm. I go, mm -hmm. go for it. 
uh, don't think like that now. Yeah. I've figured out if you don't have enough weight in the bar, like I was saying to you earlier, yeah. it's very hard to get the rhythm of it yeah. going, yeah. you know. And yeah, that was a big thing. It was just like pushing the heavier weights, doing a lot of you know front squats. Mm. Man, love front squats. Yeah. Well, probably my favorite, favorite, yeah, favorite the squat variations will go with it. Um, but yeah, doing loads of them, getting used to the front rack position, just getting used to the, the reps of getting the you know that mm. just that connection of getting the elbows underneath, still working on it, and still what fails me. Uh, what I fail on usually whenever we were lift, whenever I'm lifting, as you saw earlier, was that catch position. Mm. I got it high enough, just didn't yeah, catch it. Fucking close. Yeah, the wrists yeah, were like yeah. taking all of it. No, mm. like it's there. The hundred kg motherfucker is gonna come as well. Soon, soon. What was that? Ninety five. That was ninety five. Yeah, so I'm hitting fucking Tom again. I need to stop playing around with it. Trying to do me wee wee bits of movement mm-hmm. here. I guess. Get it going. Uh, the hundred's gonna come. I think uh, he's going to say the date, Mystic uh, Pig here. It's definitely going to be before the end of the year. That's that's because I'm not focusing on it that much, Ga yeah. and Shih Tzu are probably mm. taking more of the focus now. Yeah. It's hard to be out now. So. Still do it, but yeah, you can still do it. Obviously, oh, smaller progress for each one, but exactly. Um, but I'm going to definitely pick up the hundred kilos off the floor. That that one hundred and seventy when I <laughs> way, when I picked it up <laughs> the weights were falling off, but yeah. for that like half a second they were on it. It didn't feel that heavy. No, yeah, I like, watched my video. I watched the back of the video. Yeah, that was air. Lovely was falling off like this. I know what you're supposed to say, but I think I think that was cannot get the bands out. Yeah. Yeah. That's the next thing. But I still like you know I don't count that as you know lifting hundred and mm. more than one hundred and sixty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, bastard. That's yeah, like really small. small weights, yeah. Did you say the? F- you could have just put loads of five on. There, I know. Oh, I don't know. Like maybe, <laughs> maybe it might actually make a difference if we just put loads of fives on. Might do that next time. It'll look hilarious. They'll all be, they'll be bouncing all over the place. Yeah. They are a little bit more fragile as well, looks so mm-hmm. it might break. Yeah, no, I think Paul, like Paul, <laughs> well, this, he'll be like, no, yeah, you're you not fucking using them fives. Don't worry, I wouldn't anyway. Um, yeah, they're a wee bit skinnier than the rest mm-hmm. of them, so that's why they just wouldn't be alright. But yeah, the hundred kg is gonna come in the cleans, and then the two hundred is gonna come in the deadlift. Yeah. Um, any other numbers you're gonna try and hit for the mm-hmm. end of the year? So not really like it's All more right. body weight stuff, I suppose. Like when I'm trying to, I'm trying to push it up. Squats. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Like I'm gonna keep squats to get double body weight, so. Thought I'd be close enough to it now, but broke my leg. When I slipped and fell, you know. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, so one time when I, when I broke my leg and then I came, so sorry, I basically got to like 105 kgs. My max is still to two years old, like 2019. Mm-hmm. Got 105 kg, which is 1.46. Near base, nearly 1.5 my body weight at the time, so it's like close enough to yeah. two times body weight, and then broke my leg. So to obviously start back up again, then I got back up to like 100. Then I got the kneecap issue that, that's what I was on about today with Jitsu, like the oh, partial patella subluxation. So partially dislocated kneecap issue that kind of went on for a while, couldn't squat deep or went deep flexion. So now I'm back up at 100 kg again from the last week. Yep. So hopefully, I won't get injured now again, and we can keep pushing on. So, like. I know I could do more than 
105 now because I was doing 100 kg for red. You know what I mean? But obviously, I'm not just going to max it. So, yeah, I need to get to 156 or something, 158, get double body weight. So, end of the year, I haven't really thought about it. What are we in? End of July, like five months. Oh, yeah, I'll get a new PB. That's what, like, one, I don't know, 115 or something like that. But I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, no real answer there. <laughs> that's the only one I'm really doing with weight. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. It's yeah. squat goal, so. Yeah, I haven't actually touched back squat in ages or any. any or front squat, no? Or uh, like I've done them, but I haven't been like, you know, pushing yeah, for numbers. Pushing numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, doing a lot of weighted dips, weighted chin-ups. Mm. Um, but two, three sessions a week yeah. uh, in terms of gym stuff. So most mm. of it is like yeah. the gas, getting the body fully ready for that. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's tough. You lads, at the top. you lads that do it all year, well, some teams do play basically all year, only a couple of months off. Mm. Don't know how. I don't know how, obviously. The body's, uh, body's adaptable, mm. but the position, or the, the body, or the way my body is now after not playing for eight years, mm. that's how that's how I feel. And like, it's funny feeling back in that mentality of like, uh, you know, oh, geez, that body was dead. I couldn't imagine being that fit. Mm. But good to keep the ego in check in that mm. sense. Mm. Mm. But like just a matter of time. Matter of time. Well, you're, you're fit today anyway. That's sort of my uh, my cardio is way behind in terms of the jiu jitsu and that kind of stuff. The jiu jitsu requires the. Them Saturday sparring sessions. Mm. Wapa. In up in Yuri. Oh okay okay yeah. Yeah, there's a good good crew up there. How many, how many rounds would that be? Because I know. I don't know how long we're actually sparring for. There's a wee bit of technique work at the start, but we could be sparring doing some. Uh, Positional sparring mm. for a while, somebody will stay in the middle for like four minutes, mm. and like people will just keep going, like in the next one, so you're on your back maybe for four minutes, working mm. from half guard or whatever, and mm. um, then you'll swap out, okay. and then just do open rounds. So I'd say maybe sparring for 30, 40, uh, maybe more than 30, 40 minutes. Mm. Depends, depends on the day. I think they might even do an hour. That's something to get back up. I think whatever fight night in our place. It's been five and seven rounds of five minutes or maybe more. Yeah, so about yeah, 35, 40 minutes mm. sparring, which, yeah, first time. You go back to the humble stuff. I was afraid to do that. Like, were you? The, fir- the first time you do it, and you're like, hoping no one looks at you to pick you out. Oh, like, yeah. that, that's what I said to him. I remember I was like, if so, I'm never going to refuse a role. I think that was like the thing I was just going to say to myself. I wouldn't look for it. Like, I wouldn't be looking and running for it. But it was like, it's unnatural. I'm never going to refuse it. I don't think I have. Maybe I have. I, I can't honestly remember now. Maybe it was really bad. But that's kind of the thing where, even if it was fucked, I'd just, right, survive around this round or, you know, work in your defense, work and getting comfortable with someone dominating around or whatever else. So. It's definitely something you have to accept mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. Um, you can't get good at losing about 90%. Maybe avoid eye contact with certain yeah. people. Like, yeah, that's, you know? <laughs> that's what it means about that. Like, when, 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 when 30 <laughs> seconds away from the next round. Oh, I think we're going to stretch. Hmm? I think yeah, I was like this leg as well. I was like, "Geez, that's in there for a while." Is that is that a painting your dog by the way? Yeah, yeah, painted. Yeah, I got distracted in one second. Like, did you put gun straight back? Was she painted that? She painted that. Jesus. Now I'm not going to show the camera. Okay. Well, that's actually because top dog upstairs. Not us. The dog comes in and stares at. Pete's what? <laughs> The dog comes in and stares at oh, us. I think the person. Wouldn't be surprised that the cool dog, in fairness. Yeah. 
Jeez. You oh, fucking yeah. could um, she will make an appearance on the podcast huh? Has she made an appearance on the podcast huh? Not yet, she possibly will um, But Going back to the like Movement and the exercise side of things um, With things like Chin ups and what Single arm chin ups, you're going to get free gains mm. To a degree in certain things um, Where did you hear the idea Of free gains Yeah, first? It was um, a mindful mover so on Instagram, mind, I don't know if it's the mindful mover or mindful mover, but yeah, he was my first trainer I went to, so I guess two and a half, three years ago, so I get like a new trainer every like six months or a year and just, just learn from them, incorporate them on my own stuff, on my client stuff, but um, yeah, he's big on free games, I think that's why I actually signed up originally, because that's the stage where I was very mobile, but weak, and I want to get strong as quick as possible, that's his USP, his selling point, strength gains, the shortest amount of time, the most efficient way, least amount of work, so you pick like five main movements and you'd be like get really strong with them <coughs> and you'll get free gains and other stuff as well so he basically like his he makes funny videos now about like the gym bro like oh you know do seven exercises and oh, i can't leave didn't do triceps for like 20 sets triceps and all, you know all this kind of stuff so he cuts out all that just focus on like your one arm chin up kind of some push up with that that kind of stuff so mm. yeah like from focus on one arm chin up stuff for a year so i tested this stuff myself actually even he was like i'm glad you did it because a lot of people just take his word from it. I was like, I'm actually going to do this and mm. test it after the year. So I think a year in, I did one arm chin up work for the year and then did weight, um, max weighted chin up. So I'd never done weighted chin ups before. I think I'd done like max six or seven with my body weight. Mm. I think I got like 20 kg or 20. No, no, 15 or 20, I think, something like that. So mm. so there's three free games because I hadn't done that. And. Oh yeah, the deadlift one was the other one. I think yeah, he was saying folks more on squat and you get deadlift gains for free. And I actually, just, I'm that's why we did it today. Like, yeah. I continued up, up to there, so I've got five or ten kg extra on my deadlift from not training. I just tested every six months, five or ten kg added on. Must be two years now. Then I suppose yeah. So that's only four times, I guess. If it's every six months, maybe I did it five times. So it's gone from whatever. I'm doing terrible maths here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know what I started. I was 105 or something, but now I was a failed fucking 150. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Debatable. Look. If you could edit that part in now, it would fail. That too much. But it's, yeah. it's basically there. Mm. I reckon you're going to go at it tomorrow and do it. Yeah, I could see. Like it's because it went up quick enough. I just felt the grip and stuff. But anyway, so I got to 145. I'll say 145 is the max now just from squat games. Mm. Yeah, for example. There's two examples of it. But have, you, have you ever. I you noticed there was free games and else because I'm sure it might work other other ways too. But. Ring chin ups, ring chin ups. Oh, well, like ring chin-ups. ring pull ups. I noticed the the crossover like massively. Mm. I had never done any weight chin ups before. Mm. My wrist used to always give me grief with chin ups. Mm. Um, start getting a wee bit used to it, but like we get so once I get you know over three four reps, mm. we start getting sore. Then then didn't do any bar bar chin ups for ages. Then mm. just use the rings that. Ian sent me, mm. um, fucking legend. Only for that, I wouldn't have actually got into the rings. Um, then last time I was in the gym, I was like, "Fuck it, I'll try." Um, I think when gyms reopen for a wee bit in England, whenever, mm. what you call it, lockdown lifted for a bit. Tried to do some chin ups. It felt grand. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll try some weighted ones." I think I got mm. ten kilos up before. I was like, for a couple of reps maybe, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm. Never been able to do that before. Definitely yeah. not weighed. Um. Then I think I can get 20, 25 up now. Mm-hmm. So that definitely carried over. Dips, the ring dips definitely carried across over the, the weighted dips. Mm-hmm. 
bang out saying the 2025 mm. sale or that. Mm. So I find them ones are kind of they're a big bang for buck. Yeah. With that, like mm. using maybe even just changing the way you're doing it. So instead of doing bar pull up, mm. doing them on the rings, obviously they're fucking humbling. Yeah. yeah. Um, take a bit of time and patience, mm. but uh definitely give you some free games and whatever you get yeah. you go down to the playground and show up and all the boys are doing the calisthenics yeah I think like even Hydro Portal said years ago like the best piece of equipment for upper body I'd agree like well mm. 30 euro or whatever it is that you pay for them and I mean just look at gymnasts just google gymnasts now look at their like yeah. look at what they can do for us all and then I suppose if you're looking for whatever you get more aesthetically pleasing you can get that as well from the rings I don't 100% know, so like, that's yeah. all I did up a body over uh, most of lockdown was mm. ring ring dips ring pull ups mm. and I put on muscle mm. like you know and if I can do it you can do it too <laughs> <laughs> they are so humbling though I remember early on like just like having to do holes in different positions just yeah. to like yeah, yeah. Even doing the, the just the whole normal hole at the start, like you're, that's probably almost a lot of people don't do them well, obviously because they're not in every gym, but they're mm. they're very humble until like takes ages. Like I'm, I'm using them year, three, four years maybe. Like then, yeah, it takes ages to get used to them. Then you get the bodies to do it for like uh, a year, and then can like do like you know muscle, muscle ups, ups like on, stretch, yeah. like legs don't even move one yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> I did one like or two terrible muscles and never actually got good at it. So I'm pretty good doing now. <laughs> Can you could you do muscle? No, I've not done a muscle up before. Mm. Not done a muscle up before. I'm I'm gonna get muscle up. Oh, it's just yeah, a matter of time. I just get, yeah, yeah. whenever it becomes the focus. Yeah. Um I reckon after doing these weighted chin ups for a while mm. as well, it will carry over a good bit. Yeah. Like and same with the dips as well, you know. Yeah. Getting deeper into my dip position. Mm. So yeah. That's like even my improve a free game. I got it through him. You know, there's loads of I suppose variations. People are working on, on the what are we talking? The muscle. Yeah. And um he was like, Yeah, just get heavy at chins, full range of motion, get heavy at dips, full range of motion, tiny bit of work on the transition, then you'll get it. And that's what I did. So literally same workout as normal for the rest of them. I had like two sets of eight reps just doing the, the middle portion of it. Mm. Like on, on my toes or exactly yeah. and you got the video before them, but yeah. And now it was a Ugly muscle, <laughs> like it was terrible, but like could have refined it more to get that. So it's not like yeah, it's pretty free games in, in the hall in between the door. No, I did. I did it in fly fit. Like, I back, fly back when I was in fly fit. Yeah, back when I was in fly fit. So be, it, always, it was like, do you know the? Oh, the said a cross fit and they're like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it was that kind of thing. So yeah, ugly. So look, you have it. You kicked it off, and that that's definitely something I'll go for. Um, handstands is one I was trying to go for a while mm. and I can I can kind of do a handstand for if I practice for like 10 minutes mm. I'll be yeah. starting like you know be able to hold it for a wee mm. while the walk for a wee bit but I'll definitely go back to some of those sort of challenges again mm. they're good crack as well just to mess yeah. about especially if you're training with somebody else there like yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. Like gymnastics is a bit of crack like yeah. stuff you do when you're a child like messing yeah. about so it goes back to mm. something I can't remember there's a there's a coach that I know that like tries to always incorporate play into their training, mm. like you know. Yeah, really, has to be fun as well. Like, has to, have to have a bit of crack or something that's not just, you know, mm. outcome based. Yeah. You know. Yeah. With the with things like juggling and 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 break dancing and that, do you find it hard to balance that, you know, outcome and then trying to enjoy enjoy what's what's happening? Um 
What do you mean specifically now? Do you mean when I'm, when I'm doing those two things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I? Like, you know, making it like, you know, it's hard to balance, you know, the outcome. Oh. Know, versus like, you know, yeah, just I, the process of it. Yeah, because just like I was saying, I still do the juggling now because I just do that when I'm cooking breakfast. Um, have a second, James Clear. But yeah. uh, so like the, the break dance was more I'd actually program it into a day. I haven't really been doing that. Mm. So like, yeah, I was losing the, yeah, the, I get, it's kind of what you're saying, like, I lost the kind of fun of it, I suppose. It was getting to the stage and more like, oh, I've still got my week trained there and the break doesn't even in there. The break dancing isn't in there somewhere. I need, mm. need to kind of force it in or whatever. Then my, my elbow's a little bit sore because of the work and for the move, it's literally on, it's literally on one elbow and it, like it wasn't more. So then for those kinds of reasons, I dropped it for the means. So yeah, I had kind of lost the fun of it because I know I'm all about chasing all the goals, but I wouldn't want to bring it so far as doing it just for the sake of because I said it before. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. and even. Still a book I shared off as a page on that one day where I was like, yeah, don't don't be so disciplined and stubborn or something where you continue it way past the point of wanting to do it. Mm. Just because like it actually takes courage to say, look, change my mind or whatever, or you know, kind of mean excuses, you know, so it's a fine line to not use it as an excuse, but mm. if I really didn't want to do something anymore, I wouldn't do it. And mm. someone said, Well you said you were gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not doing to please you, but anyway, thank yeah. you. But yeah. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Come in and save me. The real naked choke. <laughs> no, but that's that's uh, that's a really big thing, and it's something I try and speak about. I speak with clients about a lot is mm. you know making sure that you're going for things, and especially if you're going for goals that are you know a way of getting to another kind of yeah. But maybe longer term goal, yeah. um, or bigger picture goal, hmm. making sure the stuff that you actually want to do, or yeah. at least don't hate. I'd be like, yeah. if you are, there's a line as well. Sometimes you want to do stuff to try and you know maybe just get out of your comfort zone mm. and maybe convince yourself that you don't hate it. Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah. but if you tried stuff and you're like, right, don't go for that there. Like for example, if you hate doing head training and you hate jumping mm. around, your your sitting room, um. If every time you wanted, like maybe get in better shape or lose weight or whatever, oh, yeah. you just want to mm. be healthier and exercise. You don't have to do that way. You don't like, yeah. you know, find a way that you like. Yeah. If it's going to be sustainable, you have to enjoy it. Like, it's not going to be. So, don't know if I re- read this somewhere as a gym clear or whatever, but um, I think your goal is like North Stars. That's what I think of. For the direction that you want to go, pick a goal that's heading in that direction. Or, like, even have said, like, think of it like getting into a taxi. You want to tell them where you're going. You don't just want to get in and be like, take me anywhere. And then, mm-hmm. you know, five years later, you're, you arrive somewhere that you didn't want to be. Generally, like, let's say, yeah, chasing it for external validation, different things like that. And then you have it and it didn't actually want it. It didn't fit into the long-term <laughs> goals. So that's why I picked all the goals I have. Because I know they're going to help me reduce them and be able to train pain-free for life and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's something people need to think a lot about. Because I definitely, it's all chase goals we want for, like, um, or we thought we should want maybe yeah like well they go back to college and stuff like benching and different things getting shoulder <gasps> pain and elbow pain like what well you don't really think of it back then you just do whatever all your friends are doing but like I don't care about a heavy bench if I can't move my shoulders or do jiu-jitsu or anything but that's exactly. that's just the thing is a bench squat and deadlift I suppose I was just what, what were you doing in college like uh probably I would have been a fan of a bench yeah mm. I was like proper bodybuilding style training. I would have been doing a lot of machines, um, a lot of curls. <laughs> sure, 
flat hands. Flat hands. Flat hands. Flat I was just like, I would do back like maybe two or three times a week, some, some weeks. I used to train like fucking 10 times, 12 times at some stages. Um, but in little spurts, yeah, in little spurts, maybe for like three months at a time that I'd go off the rails for like six, four, five, six months sometimes. Oh, one at a time, yeah. just go and do one like. Mm, I'll get like getting shaved for a holiday or whatever and then binge off. And yes, we had a gym in our fucking apartment as well and never went. I think I went once the whole summer. It was absolutely fucking shredded, mm. um, but it was no crack. <laughs> I was. I, I think I saw you show this picture before. Actually, yeah. I think did you do the juice competition that time or something? No, no, or no, no that was a different one. That was they different were time. shredded that day anyway. I was training like that was mm. not a period where I trained like ten plus times a week. Mm. Um, that was when I was doing like a lot of course like file training and doing jujitsu mm. and doing Muay Thai and sometimes doing MMA sessions as well. So it was just like fucking taking yeah. taking the Mickey doing way too yeah. much. Um, I was so lean. I was actually, I think I was supposed to be under 76 kg and I thought it was 74 and I ended up being 69 mm. on the fucking day. I was so oh. fucking lean and Jesus. small. Yeah. I was, I was only a baby. now actually, like, so I, I don't know if you're, like, I don't know. in context or... I haven't actually weighed myself a wee while, but I'd say I'm around 80, 81. 81, and you were 69. Yeah. Mm. 69, like, and... Definitely wasn't fit as well. I thought it was fit. I was doing just loads of like, just loads of high intensity stuff. No real purpose to it. It was always constantly changing. Yeah. Um, and thought it was fit because I could just like keep going. Mm. But then you know, doing something like the the competition where you're doing your five minutes, waiting yeah. around for ages, mm. doing your five minutes, blew up. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah. blew up. It is weird where the competitions are though. Like yeah, it could be. 45 minutes for your next match or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that was definitely a lesson that, like, more is not better, mm. you know, in terms of that stuff. You can do more, but maybe you just have to change what you're doing. I was doing no, like, max strength work. Mm. Um, the only flexibility stuff I did was, like, maybe a bit of pigeon pose every now and then. And then yourself. Mm-hmm. 10, 10 seconds yeah. <laughs> once a week. Why isn't it working? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. do you ever, uh, 10 seconds once a week. Do you ever get anybody um, that just loves pigeon pose? Like, there's I loads mm-hmm. of boys that I know from like different sports, jiu jitsu, or, or training that they're always like, you know, you'd be chatting there before training, hop into pigeon pose every time. I don't think so now, people. Yeah. No, loads so. of people mm-hmm. in classes in London, man, they used to be like, before training, be like six people doing pigeon pose, just like, before every class. Mm. So, well, this was one of the popular ones, really, isn't it? Probably when you're up in yoga, maybe. But, yeah. Um, I, would, I wouldn't have trained groups now, or either, do you know what I mean? Or, yeah. The most I don't know. Why hasn't he played uh, team sports? Yeah, so? Jesus. I was just saying today, it's 10 years, like, or besides the J1 or a bit of the match, but yeah, it's probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. Is it actually Jesus? Yeah. This is mad, like, 10 years in a great looking soccer. I find that interesting the fact that I came from maybe a different side of like you know fitness you know mm. I did do classes and stuff like that I walked in I walked the gym floor was PT and you know having to go and mm. chat to people try and get them in for sessions we kind of went straight into the remote I was, I was doing a wee bit in person as well probably six months to a year where I was doing it in person but then it was only growing so it only got to 10 clients were over or something like that because yeah. obviously when we just started the Instagram and all that but, um, but then yeah COVID had <laughs> no choice but to 
go online then yeah so it wouldn't have had worked in maths and numbers before interesting the business like because the business model of in-person pt is very different than online mm. you know uh you don't have to go around walking up to people mm. and like interjecting our session and like mm. how's it going people generally get in touch with you or mm. from liking your stuff or whatever yeah um is that where you got most of your clients from initially like in person yeah. as well yeah it was yeah, it was just obviously sharing stuff on instagram and then people just reach out to me yeah just just dms reach out to me through dms with different issues mm. and it's and same as how i got started in this is that just people try loads of other shit more than that probably like any. What's this? What's this lad out here? Look different or interesting or weird? Like rash? We'll even go. <laughs> That's really what it is. Like oh, you will I go to a chiro- different a fifth chiropractor now or a sixth physio or will I try something else? So yeah, that's how it was. Just just DMs. And how has you know the mindset changed in terms of you know early on? We want all, well, most of us want to help people mm. and get people like maybe in your case, you know maybe out of pain and. Mm. Uh, we all like want to do it um, for nearly nothing. Yeah, that yeah. mindset is hard to get out of for yeah. a lot of us, and you see a lot of coaches and yeah. PTs, nutritionists, whatever, doing it. Um, how's that battle been? Yeah, yeah. I remember talking about this earlier. And yeah, yeah. I think remember what was the line I was saying that always stuck with me. It was like you need to be a good balance of an altruist and a narcissist. <laughs> you know, somewhere he's like you can't be the altruist. Oh, help everyone! I'll do everyone for free and do that. And now. You know, twenty years down the line, you can't even no money for yourself. You don't need the money to grow your business and help more people. And obviously, you can't be the guy in the end, the dickhead who's just in it for fame and money and not actually helping people. And all that. So, I oh, on that, yeah, the the girls on that scale, I was definitely way over on the altruist side. Look, here to help everyone, like like I was helped because back pain plagued me and couldn't do stuff I wanted to do. But um, yeah, I'm definitely moving more towards the middle now. Definitely, obviously, you know, my dad is my mentor as well. He's been, so helpful and just from and following the results following like i said like phil graham and other people like that and coaches a lot more experienced than me and seeing how they're approaching it um but it is tough like obviously a lot will come down to you know when i came into it as well i don't like it's so ironic i don't like the whole salesy thing even though i was an instagram mm-hmm. page and i'm fucking guy who didn't settle and all you know all that kind of stuff but Again, needs to inspire and educate people. You know, who's Mark McCord? The story behind it is what inspires people. But yeah, I'm fine, uh, I find it hard. Remember, I was saying even downstairs about how the story of setting up the page and how yeah, case Swiss had to keep me account. Didn't want to post it, and you know, until he was getting on, getting on my ass and making me post stuff. So I've grew a lot in, in that sense. Like, there'll be more shine and reverse. So it, it is tough, but you're not going to last doing it that way. If you know what I mean? As in, again, the main points. If it's to help people, obviously the more money you have, like we're saying, is fuel for your impact, grow your market and grow your own skills, educate yourself more and get out there and you will help more people in the end. But like if it's over money, we talk about this as well, but like the, yeah, there's so many angles to it, but if you respect yourself enough and you've taught yourself enough, you've educated yourself enough, the money is worth it. Do you know what I mean? It comes down to value, I suppose. That's how I think about things. Like I saw this on a podcast before. When I think about the values, I actually buy things on value now, mm. which is different for everyone. Like, spent like 10 grand on courses and stuff. That's very valuable to me. Training gear, other things, things that I don't value too much, they won't spend it, but that can be individual to everyone. So, like, if we think of 
getting out of chronic pain, doing mobility and all that stuff, I would have given every penny I had. Mm. That was the most valuable thing to me. So I know if people aren't willing to pay 180 euro, 50 euro a month, whatever it is, it's not really a priority for them. It's not really, you know, like, I know a pub is an easy one to go out. I'm not saying don't go to the pub and have a guy, but like, what are you up to the pub on the weekend? You know, it could be 50, 100 euro, could be more in one night. I mean, you won't give that a week for the one and only body you'll ever have for life, you know. So it does come around to that as well. The commitment is a priority from the person. You know, we've all we've all been I did just take anyone first stage and then the ones that obviously wouldn't pay much or don't commit to sign up for three months or something like that, they're it's a lose lose. <laughs> like I don't want bits of all the money for them not to get any results. Mm. And they're coming to me for results. They come away with a bad experience. Yeah, it's bad for them. They have a bad experience. They're wasting money. They'll have to spread word that you're a bad coach then as well. And then from my side, I'm doing this to help people. I haven't helped them. So the main reason I'm doing it is gone. And then you've no sustainable income either. Like there's no win there for anyone. I don't no. know. It's easy to fall into. Now, luckily, I went away from that quick enough. And I'd always try and put myself at a higher premium product because I'm going to invest in it. You know, do all that good stuff. But um, it is easy to fall into the trap of like, I'll just charge loads and then you get kind of stuck there and mm-hmm. you know what I mean but then anyone can it's like Tesco little and little is 120 for something oh Tesco go 119 fuck I should go 118 you know mm-hmm. keep going down and down and down so it's yeah rambles out there but no no you mm-hmm. give context and I think uh, people don't understand how much goes into mm-hmm. you know whether it's personal training when it's done you know with proper intent or mm-hmm. you know, whether you're doing online consultations or whether you're doing yeah. like online coaching, whatever phone, um, or nutrition online, whatever it is, it mm. takes a lot of time and prep to go into yeah. it. And then you also have to think of all the time that's been spent learning and, mm. you know, the hours that put into getting better and further research and, mm. you know, um, you're getting experience as well. So, you know, if you're getting, getting all that, you're going to have to pay for a little yeah. bit, you know, and the sustainable part is, the sustainable part of what you said is really important because, for a lot of persons, well, there's stats on like personal trainers, but not so much with online coaches, mm. but uh, with personal trainers, so many leave after the first like mm. year or whatever. And mm. I would say online, people who move to online, I would say there'd be a good lot of people that would leave mm. because it is hard. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not easy at all. Like, think of all the posts and stories you put up that you never got. Mm. Oh, any, man. any interaction with, <laughs> yeah. any response. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, sometimes at the start, barely anybody looking, mm. you know. And never mind likes or anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah, like it's that's why look big on philosophy and stuff. But you have your why. Like I remember thinking, I did like I'm happy to be doing it at fifty. Still, not making enough money to sustain myself because it's true to myself what I want to do. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. once I had that, it's easier to stay on course. But I literally remember like one client, Jack, Jack, name Jack. But um, it was funny because like he like a lot of people who did sign up. They're like I watched it for nine months. Can I learn more? Whatever, and I'll sign up. I was like, nine, nine months of me putting up stories every single day. But even I remember at the time I was talking about podcasts or something or putting up loads of stories about information. And I was like, well, that days is like, is anyone fucking, is anyone watching this? <laughs> but you know, but then I was even like, well, remind myself why I'm doing it because I'll learn, yeah. put out information. It's not control the control, it was I can control the information I want to put out, but I can't control exactly who's going to be inspired mm-hmm. or educated, hopefully, by it. But then he sent me a spreadsheet where he'd like take him down like that's all the podcasts I listen to. No way. Like, this amount of stuff I was like, fuck. Tell him to send it because 
That's great for the show notes if people want want mm. to know more yeah. more of what goes mm. into that noggin of yours. Mm. And that that was yeah. th- that was just like to me where different you know different coast people are like someone's fucking watching. Mm. Look, I'm telling you, like we're we're not Joe Rogan. You know, like, someone's watching this. <laughs> someone's fucking watching it. <laughs> better be his path. Give like a comment. Also. But like, do you know what I mean? Subscribe. Someone's, yeah. <laughs> Share your story. Someone's watching. It and someone's getting something out of this. That's yeah. that's how I think. A good analogy is like. Me and my content, how I think of it. I think like me fucking stones into a pet or fucking pebbles into a river every day. Do you know what I mean? It would do it every day, just a few. Most of them ripple out with nothing. But I know down the river somewhere I can't see the ripple has turned into fucking waves. Mm. But one person if it's one person that's it, do you know what I mean? And I I know this, which will help me to keep doing it. I know this because I was the guy it's happened to. Mm. I've watched fucking so many people, YouTube, Instagram, they don't even know who I am. Let's say Jocko Willing, for example. He's not yeah. fucking him. Yeah. He's probably consumed hundreds of hours of his stuff. And some of his concept has changed my life. This week was reading stuff I just like, mm. helps change my life. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I know the impact can have on people. So I know it's doing it. It's doing it for someone, even if he's one follower. Do you know what I mean? So that, yeah. that helps me think. So you know, I know mm. it's helping some people because you will feel like, what the fuck do I know? What, who am I to say? And, or, do you know what I mean? Who's going to listen to this book? Mm. Yeah. And the last thing I'll just say on personal trainers and stuff like it starts with us taking it more seriously like for example you know you'll hear things of oh you do this for free you should do that for free like if you're an accountant are you like oh sir you do my accounts for free there and, do you know what I mean it's just it's somebody the whole, sets up a, co- a coffee shop or a restaurant they don't give you yeah, free it's just the whole might, they might have a knife maybe yeah. they might have a knife you know initially mm. you kick it off mm. you know you get people maybe you offer a few free spots of online coaching to start mm. off get some experience yeah. but it's not a continuous it, thing exactly yeah and that's that's what I mean I think it starts with us kind of valuing ourselves more and obviously keep self-educating and stuff because it's different now if you do the personal training work in six months and don't earn it past that and, you know that kind of stuff but yeah because I, I always remember that type of stuff it's like you know <laughs> counting are doing two for one or I know we need to do it for promotions but well, yeah there we go <laughs> <laughs> has to be said has to be said Um, let's see what else we have board. to take off the, take off the board uh, self-limiting beliefs uh, these are some <laughs> things you've probably heard a few, mm. few a bit before um, oh, so yeah. if you have heard some of these before, listeners, watchers, listen the fuck up. Uh, we're gonna break them, break them down first of all, and talk about self-limiting beliefs. So, or maybe talk about some examples. Uh, have you heard often that somebody maybe said that they need fixing or that they're mm-hmm. the, the body part that need fixing? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all the time. That's <laughs> <laughs> He's you like, know. literally, do I hear anything um, but that? Yeah. How do you fix this? How do you fix it? That's how we talk. How do you fix mini or fix my hip or it? Like, that's why I say a lot of time misinformation is the problem on ownership and education. Like, is the solution. So the misinformation, like we, we're led to believe our body is a machine with a broken part or a faulty bug, and just fix that bug, and then we're sound. Do you know what I mean? So that's not the case at all. Do you know what I mean? Or well, people maybe not know. But like we're an adaptable organism. We're always changing. We adapt to our environment mm. every single day, and we can't change that. So it's like you're going to adapt to your environment every single day. So focus on what you can control. You can control the environment. Like again, when you, a lot of this stuff, because obviously I thought into it myself when I was trying to get out of pain. But when you break it all down logically, 
you start to see all the holes in it very easily. Like, mm-hmm. if I ask, if you know nothing about the body and I asked you, if one kid over here, kid A, kid B, kid A sits on the couch all day and watches TV, kid B goes into gymnastics four times a week. In five years' time, we'll be moving better, feeling better, be stronger, more mobile, kid A or kid B. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, but why? why? Why would he be? Reps. Mm, exactly. But is in, I don't know, like the environment, you know, his environment yeah. of gymnastics, or the environment of sitting on the couch. And you can say that for rent and like why you're even faster and more explosive, but Gaelic now and all the kind of You could apply it to reading if a child yeah. was reading, never yeah. never read anything. One child's not going to know how to read, the other child can yeah. fucking read Alice yeah. in Wonderland or whatever. The yeah, and it's not, again, when we're all born, we can do absolutely fuck all. So <laughs> it's not to say he was blessed with the ability to read, you know, whatever. So it's like, <laughs> that's the, like, once you know that, and you really understand like the environment is what shapes you, is what, you know, your environment is what you're going to adapt to. So from there, certain points don't matter so much. It's your attitude and approach going forward that, that's going to change it. So yeah, to go all the way back and say my knee is fucked or I can never change and all that. Stuff. Like that, that's a big one, isn't it? The, can't touch the clothes or something. I've always been tight and stiff, or I couldn't change and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. It's like, this because like, like, I can do the front splits, which took me like two years to do. <laughs> this is like, oh, oh yeah, try and get into the front splits now on the spot. Oh, fuck, I could never do that. Yeah. That's like me never being able to drive, getting a car. Oh, after I couldn't drive. No. <laughs> or like trying anything you haven't done. Oh, I've never bench pressed, get in, trying to do 100 kg. Oh, I couldn't do this. Like, yeah. you know, it's. I understand it because that was me too, but when you start to think about it, it's like these things are take time, you can adapt over time. Mm. But, but yeah, it's, it's a big problem thinking you're broken. Sorry, yeah, because that leads into self limiting beliefs. Mm. Then, as you're saying, if you think you are broken, that's your self limiting belief. Yeah, if you're, if you're probably going to go to somebody else to fix, mm. fix yourself because when what when it breaks, you need to fix. Yeah, if you're, oh, just hit the mic there, so oh. you heard a big bang, apologies. He didn't pump uh, me. <laughs> but, uh, hey, if you go, if you there's something wrong with your car, hmm. you go to the mechanic or else. Yeah, some people try and fix it themselves. Hmm. Yeah, that's True. that's kind of uh, what you try to do is like yeah. maybe reach for that little bit of help to try and understand to try and do. Yeah. Yeah. But like having a mate who's a mechanic and go and yeah. ask them a few tips and like yeah. maybe come down and watch it, watch you do it. That next hmm. time you can do it yourself. Yeah. It's like. I think of it like mobility membership I do for three months. It's kind of giving someone the user manual for their body mm-hmm. that we all should have got as, as kids. Do you know, like we know more about, like you're saying, how cars work or how to do shit on your phone or on your laptop and all this kind of stuff, but then it comes to your own body. I'll go to him over there. Do you know, whereas mm-hmm. it's kind of backwards, you know, when, when you think of it like that. Like even the, the brushing teeth is a great example that like really makes it sick for some people. We look after our teeth proactively every single day for five or ten minutes. Why? Societal norm, but like, what What if that was the case for the body? And the way I phrase it to people, because maybe someone said it to me, if you had to decide at 50, you'd have pearly white teeth, but be in a wheelchair because your body's fucked, or you're moving like a ballerina and you're a gummy joe, you have no teeth. Which would you pick? Oh, you know, like, that's not a big gummy joe all day. You can get them in your fake Well, you could be, yeah, you could can't be get fake teeth, actually. You can get a fake body. Yeah, there you go. I wouldn't say it like that, but that, that holds true as well. <laughs> But, uh, you won't up to there, but but that's it. So pe- most people would say, I'd rather be coming Joe and be able to do the thing going through playing the kids doing sport. And I'm like, well, that's what your words are saying, but your actions are saying the opposite because mm-hmm. you're brushing your teeth five or ten minutes every day. You're prioritizing the health of your teeth. You're doing nothing for your body. Like the way we approach the body it was the same for me. 
because we don't know any better. Wait until something is fucked or sore or really bad so that I've had to give up sport and then you go for someone to try and look at the issue. It's like mm. if I never brush my teeth ever. I go to the dentist after five years and I'm like, my teeth are kind of black now. One or two of them fell out. Like, not, <laughs> could you fix them? Like, I don't know what's happening. Here. Well, they know. The dentist looks at you like, what do you mean you don't know what's yeah. happening, you dirty bastard? Yeah, you'd be like, you brush them every day, like, no, why are you like, what the fuck do you expect? Get like, the angle grinder out. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's mad. I, I, but once you think of it like that, then you're probably like, oh yeah, well actually, I'm not really doing anything to my body. Now, so it's obviously easier said than done and all that, but yeah, the approach needs to change. And once they know more about the body, they'll know they don't need to be fixed. I think your back needs to be fixed there, though. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> just like keeping it moving, this chair's not the most comfortable yeah. one. You get that uh, new, new chair for the office soon. Are you getting the podcast set up all here now, bro? Yeah, so we're surely coming is. along. She's coming along. Um, it's going to get maybe, maybe get like a little poof here so you can get mm. pillows poofed up there and kick back. Sounds cool. Maybe, uh, maybe yes. if you if you get brave enough to, to have a J in the podcast, <laughs> have a J in the podcast. Oh, well, as I said, I haven't done it now in like five years. We'll we'll not we'll not do it today though. I was I actually would, worried there from the fumes downstairs. I, I, I come up here. I wouldn't spring it on you. I wouldn't spring it on you. But uh, another self limiting belief that people often say is you know maybe our oh, deadlifts are they not bad for your back? Hmm. Yeah, like. I keep this one shorter, but no movement or exercise is bad. The only thing that's bad for your body is doing something more than you're currently capable of. Mm. So once you know that, then you apply that to everything else. Like, let's say the dead, or even I use the example of a bench press, same with the deadlift. Let's say you could deadlift 120 kg. Mm. What's 150 kg for you? That's that's dangerous, you know? But 80 kg for you, that's not dangerous for you. Mm. So, is deadlift a dangerous exercise or not? Do you know what I mean? When you start thinking, yeah, or even like, doing, like take, taking the reps into consideration, maybe like yeah. doing one of 100 is grand for you, but then yeah. when you try and do 12, yeah, you know, touch and go as well, banging it off the floor, <laughs> yeah. So, it's it's just, yeah, everyone has a current capacity of what they can do, and the only way to raise that capacity is small gain. That's what I talk about small gains. Just do a little bit more than last time and adapt and recover mm. and then get stronger. That, that's Aaron Schwarzenegger didn't wake up, you know, didn't come out of the womb. But, but you know, they've all worked over time to, to to do it. So I actually watched him in the film the night before last, around um, around the world in eighty days. He plays like a, the prince of I don't know where it is, prince of somewhere, and he has like long, long curly black hair in it. Mm. He's absolutely ridiculous in it. I just well, huge, like, or just ridiculous? Oh, like, he, he is huge in it, but he's mm. a statue of himself in it. And mm. he's like, the statue is massive, but he's ridiculous. His little curly hair, mm. just had to mention it. Uh, <laughs> around the world in 80 days. It's nothing like the book, apparently. I didn't read it. Um, Dana did. Mm. Uh, he's Jules Verne, the author. Uh, he, he wrote the book, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm. I read that one. That one's fucking good. So... Around the world, mate, it is definitely to recognition. Yes, um, but well, we got away from fucking uh, oh, yeah, their back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what was the guy? Taylor, hurt your back. Yeah, like, like it, it just doesn't. What do you mean? Is it what would I tell someone? Like, it doesn't make yeah, sense like, saying, like, the capacity. Yeah. yeah, that was what I finished on. Yeah, there's the train, though. Boom, yeah, so 
when you go outside the, the capacity yeah. then you're asking for trouble but it's not yeah. the movement itself that you know is that you should be worried about and exactly. even in terms of if you do get hurt maybe just like sit there for a wee sec maybe mm -hmm. like chill doesn't mean that you can't maybe approach later on obviously yeah. there's different levels of pain that you're going to yeah. be in um, maybe you strip the ball back and go a little bit lighter yeah maybe you change the variation mm -hmm. you know maybe do less reps take more rest there's like so many things you can do other than just like avoiding the movement yeah. or stopping the movement yeah there's, yeah there's so many things like i try to just use what like for this i say listen to your body like clients i make sure to listen to the body and understand it better than anything else because who can feel your own pain like only, only you can mm -hmm. feel your pain i don't know if an exercise hurting you only i can feel mm -hmm. my own pain so it's like a relationship with your body you need to understand it better what you can do what you can't do it's the most like, neglected relationship for a lot of people it was for mm -hmm. me i think it was like if, if the relationship with my own body in terms of chronic pains and listening to pain and then trying to modulate and do what i'm able to my body would have left me years ago would have divorced <laughs> me. no but you know what i mean like my body would have yeah. divorced me two years into chronic pain and not sit around for 10 so i think it was like your body is screaming at you to, to change to do something and you're not listening you're repressing you know so that's how i think of it like build a relationship learn about again if something was hurting you a certain way to bed it hurt you like you're saying you can change it you can regress it mm. um maybe there's mobility stuff you need to work on or yeah. or whatever it is and, and get around it that way because yeah even and if you do have a mobility issue give me a shout <laughs> fix it plugs wink wink i'll fix them fix them all now <laughs> teach you teach Shame you about your body plug. teach you about your body He's a guru too. <laughs> That's why I just sat like this a second ago. I was get, getting for the, the guru pitcan. The guru pose. You ever see the Love Guru? No. The film. Oh man, you need to go and watch it. Like, um, that's like it, when I think of like the word guru, that's what I think of. It's just like a piss take out of, out of some like mm. you know standard like guy, kind of yeah. yoga style guru. Mm. Um, what's called it, Mike Myers. Mm. Austin Powers. Yeah. So yeah, so it's pure like ridiculous. So I can't get that out of my head. As soon as I hear guru, that's what comes into my head. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. I think. I don't know. I like. I used to think. I don't know. Is I'm not saying they're gurus, but like I used to think a doctor knew everything. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is obviously it's good and bad in every profession. There's very good doctors, there's bad doctors, there's good coaches, bad coaches. But I remember I used to think whatever a doctor said, even high level physio, whatever. I just took everything like that. gospel truth. You know what I mean? Whatever. But it's. Anyone can only give their opinion based on their education and experience. Do you know what I mean? So it's that's. I remember I, yeah, I got five diagnoses from people I went to. I thought they were all experts. So probably wouldn't have got into this now if it wasn't kind of so blatant that something wasn't making sense because I went to five different people and told them the same thing that was wrong with me, like my hips and my back, mm. and all five of them gave me a different diagnosis. Do you know what I mean? So even though I knew nothing about the body, I was like, how is that? That's like going to a doctor with some sort of illness or sickness and you go to five of them, he's like, oh, you have the flu. He's like, you have smallpox. He's like, you have diabetes. You have diabetes. You have the wrong, you, you know, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but like, do you know what I mean? There, there I was like, this doesn't make any sense. So it's like thrown dirt to there. Just to pause for a wee second. Is it true that um, the guy who doesn't settle is... Um, Oh, what's the word? Oh, I can't even think of it. Fuck's sake, is that like... <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of it. It's like not, not imu immune. It's like... Oh, it'll come back to me. I remember. Cut that out, Lally. 
this is where the 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 pre the pre the pre podcast yeah, comes in handy. <laughs> we're making, making that happen. I'll come back. To it. I'll come back to me. Um, what we going to? Yeah. I didn't get a pain or something, or, or no? It's something along those lines. There's a word, yeah, but I can't think of it. Um, it'll come back to me. Um, but you'd be going to the export, and like mm. it took a while to figure out that you know, probably only from listening to other people online that you don't have mm. to like what they're saying isn't necessarily true. Yeah, you know, and it can be dogmatic beliefs. That you mm. know where the see a similar pattern and they apply yeah. it yeah. rather than, you know, maybe looking into the individual circumstances a bit more, maybe. Yeah. Like, I remember looking up some different studies. Like, one example that stuck with me was, I think I was looking around back pain and, here's an example, degenerative discs. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Degenerative disc. <laughs> like... You could think of some of this kind of stuff like wrinkles on the inside, you know, like mm. going to bring it. Like we're all going towards our death slowly, do you know? Like, like we get wrinkles, our hair goes white. We don't call white hair degenerative hair disease mm. or wrinkles degenerative skin disease. The point of the studies was that everyone will have some element of. If we got our spine scanned, we'll have some sort of degenerative mm. disc disease there. And it was like a study of like twenty. Maybe 20, 20 year olds and 20, 80 year olds or something. The 80 year olds had 96% of them, whatever, had degenerative disc disease. But a portion of, was like four out of 10 people who were 20 to 30 years old had degenerative disc disease. Do you know, do you know what I mean? And like just when I'm studying so many people, it's part of aging. Mm. But we have put the man made term of degenerative disc disease onto it. Mm. And again, that, that links into self limiting belief. This is shit I was told, like scoliosis. Was, that's a different one. That kind of stuff that your back is fragile. And like, if, imagine you back pain from bending over and someone told you your spine is degenerating. Mm. You don't bend over anymore. Do you know, this, every time you bend your back, it's going to break a little bit more. It's snapping half, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas, like, the spine is very robust. You've only got a limited amount of times that you can reach down to the floor. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's, that's, you know, this is, people look at me on Instagram, like, I used to lie on the couch if I back pain, this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because, Self limiting beliefs take self limiting beliefs will take over, but um, what did I say right before that? Um, that chemo brain is just doing this to make you feel better about it. So I can actually what you're gonna say is that chemo brain is gonna show, uh, do a triangle choking you. Oh and yeah, the roll. You must swear. <laughs> I sent the, the video actually was there. Yeah, the video was uh, rolling. Class. But um, yeah, you were saying um, just right before that the at this. The back, you know, expecting pain. Sorry, the fucking sorry, Jesus Christ. I don't mean this now, but yeah, we'll wrap it up in the next five, yeah. ten minutes. Or so, one. sorry, that study was, yeah, that basically young people have degenerative disc disease, and also the old people that's part of aging, something like wrinkles is not mm. to be worried about. But then the other interesting part in that study was, now look, I can't remember the stats, I could pull up yeah. my phone there, but um, a guy went to a few different places, so it's kind of like me, let's say, if I load the money to do this kind of study. He went to loads of different places to get diagnosis mm. on whatever was wrong with him. He, oh, shock, he got different ones. So I suppose I have done this study, like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> on yeah. myself, which brought up, brought up, like, this is making any sense. But, yeah, t- different diagnosis from people. And the conclusion was your diagnosis can depend on who actually looks at the MRI, mm. which is going back to the conclusion I can have of, like, it's just the person's opinion based on their education and their experience. So... It's kind of mad, isn't it? Like the person who picks up the MRI 
and it was yeah something like oh, I can't remember a stat, but people can misread MRIs as well. Do you know, now I'm obviously yeah, yeah. not to say now don't go to the I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. They don't, you know, it's not that, but just that that yeah, they don't weigh everything. Di- diagnosis aren't an endpoint or a death sentence. It's sometimes there's that little hole that you can get into where the maybe health services are, you know mm. like are in traditional ways and aren't helping at the moment. Yeah. You just have to go for whatever yeah. you can get, like you know, yeah. depending on obviously the, the every case is different, but like yeah. towards mobility stuff, um, <laughs> the guy himself, like no, no, but look, it, just yeah. even following people online and like taking some of their information mm. and testing out, like that's kind of how you got into it, yeah, and uh, that's a great way to start, you know, mm. learning a bit more about yourself, taking ownership, mm. which is a big thing that you took mm. from Jocko Willink, mm. um. Um, I think people can tell that you like him and David Goggins. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, people, people, some people get the wrong approach there and think I want to be like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, why yeah. should you be like Goggins? He's full of resentment. Because I'm like, I don't want to be Goggins. I just want to emulate certain parts of him. You yeah. know, like the disc and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I wouldn't want to take that extreme. But I think mm. you can definitely take things that people you admire and try to put into your own life. You don't have to Absolutely. go balls to the wall. And if that was the case, it would be going four sessions, five sessions a day and just running out and... All this kind of stuff. Yeah, you'd be on the 60Ks, 70Ks, 80Ks run. No. Yeah. And then, there's even more reason to do it. There's more reason to do that. That's what Goggins would say. That's what say. If in doubt, do what Goggins would do. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, last couple of things I'm going to go through. Definitely mm-hmm. ask you in the first one about books, but you probably... Read a whole lot of books since then. Maybe of different mm. different opinions. Best book, mm-hmm. couple of books, or influential books that you've read. Maybe not some sort of topic or just like general. Right? Maybe give us one that's like maybe in terms of coaching, and another that's maybe more whatever else, not coaching. Um, like do you mean mobility or strength stuff or like whatever? Um, in health and fitness, that's a health and fitness one, and. Whatever else. This is kinda of odder now because for like I was saying for, for a lot of the coaching and mobility stuff I, I get mentors mm. more but like I go to people and get them to train me. So I get a new coach every six months or a year or I do courses online or even I foresee and stuff. So it's not necessarily booked there, do you know what I mean, in terms of coaching. What about the like in terms of even you know, in terms of philosophy and things like that, you know, oh, I, know you br- I know you bring that to a degree to, oh, okay you know yeah. like with things like self-limiting mm. but that means not so much philosophy but mm. like your philosophy of how you approach it you know mm. there's probably books that you lean leaned on in terms of that yeah well totally awkward, but like extreme ownership is one book that i brought into kind of me trying to help myself and that's kind of what i preach as well as taking ownership mm. of if you don't take ownership it's his problem you push the control out there oh Except it's my problem, something I have to work on, you bring control back in. So that's definitely one book I recommend to a good few people. You can quote that in like in interviews for nine to five back those days and like help me pass interviews and stuff if people are really interested in that. Um, what else? Well, shout out to Keen O'Brien again, Passion Paradox. He sent me that book. Did you read it? No? No. That book. That's the last book I've read, so it's just top, top of mind now. But um, that was really good. That's more, I suppose, passionate people. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I'm watching this, probably passionate coaches or yeah. passionate about improving themselves in some way or whatever. But um, that was a really, really good book because it went through passion. Remember, I, I googled online and I got to read the first part of it where it went into detail about the word passion is actually from a Latin word, passio, which means suffering. 
So yeah, that you know, you kinda think, oh passion means suffering. It's literally only in the last like hundred or hundred and fifty years that that word has come through the Marxism period and Shakespeare would I think is the first one to use it more in terms of love. Mm. And then it spread from there into you know, we think passion is kind of your love or something, but it literally came from like passion of the Christ from the cross. Yeah. Yeah. Passion is basically you care for something so much you're willing to suffer a lot for it. Mm. Is kind of where that comes from. So that's a good book for anyone because can show you the good side of passion and the bad side of passion. And we mm. kind of know that as coaches, if the bad side, let's say, doing stuff for external rewards, the likes you're getting, the fucking put on ass and ads and all that shit. So external validation or fear of failure brings you down a bad path. Of, you're not doing things with probably the reasons you want to be true yeah. to yourself and for your values and all that stuff. The good side is that kind of stuff. You, you know your why and all that kind of stuff. And staying true to yourself, you're not doing, doing shit for the money. So mm. that, they're two, two good ones. That's for life in general, I suppose. Extreme ownership, passion paradox. Yeah. Spit off. Have you ever read Taleb? No, I've seen Taleb or any of his books. His, I'm just trying to think of one's influence my thinking on lots of things. His, but like Black Swan and Anti Fragile, the two books I read from him. Like, his theme is uncertainty. Mm. So I read these just before COVID. Perfect fucking timing. I mean, because I, like, it's literally the mindset of like, uncertain times how to thrive in them do you know what I mean? as in that's literally what covid was so i was ready for do you know what i mean it's just time to put that stuff into action but there's a lot more uncertainty in life than we know or we mm. want to admit to know yeah. even though it's yeah. ironic when the bubble most yeah. of the time the bubble has been burst for the last yeah whatever little bit yeah like it's funny i'm just talking about control i can't control everything that's why i say control the controllable things you can but there's so much uncertainty there so mm. You just need to accept that now. Look, different personalities and different types to be able to do it better. But Black Swan, the concept of it really is until it's easy to, to prove things. I'll just give you the example. Sorry. If if we were to say, what color are swans? Like, what would you mm. say? What color is a swan? White. Is there any other color of swan? Or are they all white? As far as I know, they're all white. Exactly. See, so. That's a smart rant. People would just say, there's only white swans. Like, and I'd be like, is there really? White swans there, fly to England, white swans there, fly to France, white swans there, there's only white swans. You have 100% evidence that there's white swans. Mm. It's only until they went to Africa. There's fucking black swans in Africa. Or sorry, not in Australia. Fuck, didn't know that. There you go. So it's like, we were 1,000% we're confident that there's only white swans. Mm. It's just because we haven't seen the black. Yeah. So now, Ignorance. exactly, yeah. Like, to say swans are white is not true. Or sorry, that only swans are only white is now shattered. Mm. So the point there is, you could bring that into fitness. Oh, perfect example. Bad to bend your back. Deadlifts hurt your back. Oh, uh, John hurt his back to him deadlift. Brian hurt his back to him deadlift. There's a white swan. There's a white swan. There's a white swan. There's mm. a white swan. Find some. That's what I did. All it was like, oh, people all hurt their backs. I looked online for someone who had fucking back pain and doesn't have any more. Oh, move 101 was the first one. He's the white, he's the black swan for me. Mm. Oh, he's saying I can move my spine. His spine is moving better now. I'll look at him. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's, that really opened my mind to everything because you can kind of apply that to anything, really. When I broke my leg, May's new fracture, five or six months to come back. Took him five or six months, took him five or six months. White swan, white swan, white swan. I followed Tony Ferguson. Serious surgery on his leg, meant to be six to nine months. He was back in five months in the octagon. Long mm. performance of his career. Black swan. 
I'm gonna fucking do that, and I did. Do you know? Like, mm. it really, once you start to think of things like that, I don't look at anything the same anymore. When people say shit to me all the time, like, oh, white swan, white swan, white swan, sure, it was a black swan, but, you know, mm. someone's did it. Why can't I fucking do that? He needs a black swan as well. Yeah. Fair play to him. He is. His injury as well is more impressive, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking same, same thing there, like, and then, oh, they're the outliers. Why can't you fucking be one? Like, do you know, mm. that's how I think I'm like, why can't I be one? Like, they, People who aren't the outliers generally don't match the outliers' oh. effort or maybe yeah. willingness to do the things that yeah. get you to know. Yeah. And even... Maybe some kids don't have the time or yeah. the means, you know? That's yeah. also can affect yeah. know, being able to go for... Even the way, like, things. the biggest counter argument I can think of for that is, well, what if I did all that stuff and I did have was the one person with bad genes or whatever else. I'm like, at least you fucking tried. Like, what's, mm. what's the alternative option to not try? Like, you know what I mean? Um, but that that's the concept of those books and even that concept is kind of interesting when, you know you can start applying that to other parts like I did that thing with the Tony Burgers thing with lots of other things because I know that concept but these other good examples in it he, he puts the example of a turkey I'll finish on this part because <laughs> he keeps saying things like don't be a turkey that's what I used to remember like people would say stuff oh even back when I, I quit used because of back pain I should give up back pain and I'm like don't be a turkey Mark don't listen to it and what it means is People are mad for stats as well, which can be bad. Just like I said, we will be thousand percent certainty from stats that it's only white swans. It can never be fully true. But he's like, think of the turkey, right? You're a turkey then. Mm. You also don't know much. You're a fucking turkey. But what do you know? I'm giving you food now. Good luck for you. <laughs> here's a little more food. Why not cool? Tomorrow, chicken. here's even more fucking food. That goes on for months. You're like Man, life is fucking good. Like, I'm, I, I wasn't getting much food. Now I'm getting progressively more food the last couple of months. Like, mm. I bet tomorrow it's going to be even fucking better. Because that's how the trend's going. The last three months, getting more and more food. Life is going up for me. What happens then? <laughs> Neck broke. Because you're going to be Christmas dinner. Mm. So, like, if you mm. took that as stats in the turkey's head, you're like, it's going to get better. This is fucking amazing. Like, that's, that's the stats. Like, it's, it's going up the whole time, whole time, and then. That's when next snapped and, and you're so like it's just to say don't be the turkey, don't be caught up in even coming you one arm chin up progress. Oh man, I've made progress like two and a half years. Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna get fucking better like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hopefully I won't maybe doing a max deadlift today or something silly <laughs> like that. Do you know what I mean? Could have tore a bicep you know this shit happens. That's actually why I was like, Well I switch my grip. Yeah. And I actually got a I was like so I saw someone doing a max deadlift yeah. and tearing the bicep. So I didn't even say anything more, I was like, No, fucking in do this day, like, yeah. you know what I mean so that kind of stuff can happen but yeah I, that's an easy way to mind I think don't be a mm. don't be a turkey mark and that's literally COVID like imagine hindsight is twenty twenty, as he says anyone can look back oh no this is coming did anyone see COVID like friends family imagine if just a month before COVID I was to yours like man this is going to happen you'd be like shut the fuck up yeah. like, do you know what I mean we're up, we're, we're ago, up. you wouldn't have thought this was still going on yeah, or whatever exactly. like, yeah. like we, we were all we're all turkeys there like, you mm. know what I mean but then obviously from reading the books I wasn't surprised I'm not surprised by anything you know, like yeah. I'm not surprised by anything you anymore you be surprised yeah, by anything like we don't know what the fuck's going to happen so no. I just know whatever we, happens control the shit I can control we pretend we like to think we know what's going to happen yeah, we do. and we like to try and keep consistency in mm. a lot of things we like the world likes to keep consistency yeah, yeah. That's why uh, I think soaps are so popular because they're always on mm. the same time, same week, the same repeating storylines, at least mm. like on loop, maybe yeah. 
alternating the characters, but mm. give the comfort of thing that are just like. Mm. Yeah, we like to say if you like the com- like what? Why do you watch a movie you've already seen? Do, do you know it's like a bit of nostalgia. Yeah, it's that like you know you like it. There's certainty there. It's not going to be that film. Like pick out a Netflix one half through like, why the fuck did I watch this? Mm. And you know what I mean? So it's it's fun. You know, we, we like I like safety and certainty. We don't like uncertainty because it's chaos. It's mm-hmm. Jordan Peterson, no order chaos. So it's like boom. Comfort, comfort. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the most fucking shit, man. Dry quote ever, but anyway. No, I fucking I like that shit. Uh, I was gonna say something there. I lost my train of thought, but it was in the, in, on the theme of uh, like you know the films, um, comfort, finding comfort in them films. Mm. Oh, what the fuck was I gonna say? Oh. Come back to you know what I'm saying. We're concentrating for so long, it's fucking trained up. It is, yeah, but I, I think we'll wrap it up there. That was a fucking epic episode, but we're at the one minute. How many? Yeah, 20, 20 minutes. One hour, 20 minutes. One hour, 20 minutes. Something like that. But a whopper episode. Make sure you go and follow Mark, the guy who didn't settle. is same on YouTube as well. It's on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, Instagram, man, anyway, it's just my link tree there, you've got all their links from us. Yeah, and yeah, go watch his stuff, watch his videos, watch him do all his movement challenges. Um, and yeah, if you like the podcast, share with your mates, especially if you know somebody who has, you know, gone through injuries and maybe he's currently going through an injury and can maybe like find some, some comfort knowing that you can get out of that pain and maybe take on some of the things with self limiting beliefs and, you know. Humbling yourself is probably a little part of it, you know, that we didn't maybe touch with, like injuries, because you know, I think you have to do some really humbling things yeah. to try and get better. Like, mm. also, actually, have to like try and read, like, I don't know, somebody wants to be able to touch your toes, they have to humble themselves to be able to, like, not be able to touch your toes for mm. ages. Yeah, it can be a humbling thing, like, to fail, you yeah. know, not getting used to that. But, um, and yeah, look for the free gains if you're in business, no matter what the business, you need to value yourself. yourself yourself <laughs> uh, obviously if you're Sean helping Connery. people <laughs> uh, you still want to be able to pay the bills you still want to be able to throw that money back into the business help more people all that shit um, and that's it <laughs>